It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Could we see this Auburn coaching staff handle the quarterback situation differently this weekend? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Rapport Wednesday to all who celebrate. Of course, we all celebrate here on Locked On Auburn with Mike G of the War Rapport. Mike G, we were talking before we clicked record, and and I think we're going to see a different type of approach with the quarterback situation this weekend against the Missouri Tigers. Yeah, so Robbie Ashford will be the number one quarterback on Saturday. It's going to be his show to run. Uh, I think that's going to facilitate a different type of offense uh, than what we've seen. Right. Um, But it's going to be very different, right? You know, I feel like a lot of the mistakes he's made, Zach, have been about pressing while he's in the game, knowing that he's going to get pulled. Now that he's going to be the guy uh, and doesn't have to look over his shoulder, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. And if he can eliminate the turnovers, that's probably been the biggest downside to having on the field have been the untimely kind of unforced errors that are really just about seeing the field. So mm-hmm. in the film reviews, he's seeing that stuff. Uh, they've got a really bad Missouri team that they're going up against uh, yeah. that should be provide a good foundation for him to get a feel for the game as the guy the entire game. Uh, and, you know, they've just got to manage him. He looks, he's looked, ex- even a little bit he's played, he's looked exhausted by the end of the game. Um, and they've got to manage him a little better. I, th- I think that's going to happen on Saturday. But you, you got to think if he's in there for a full game, it'll be more that he's playing quarterback, not like some wildcat role. So Correct. you got to think they'll run him less over the course of 60 minutes. I hope. Yeah. I hope yeah. for his sake. I mean, just nobody could take that. He's not big enough to be able to handle that. He's not He's not Cam Newton, right? You can't run him 20 times a game. So Yeah, but he's got Nick Marshall-type athleticism, though. If not fast, sure. Yeah, right? I, I'm so, just talking about following the, the the durability aspect of it. Like you you don't want to run Robbie Ash for 20 times a game. No, 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 you don't. You definitely don't. You don't want your quarterback taking that many hits during the game. No way, not anyway. a chance. Yeah, not a so. chance of it. But yeah, so I, I think that'll be good. I think that'll be good. There was something about the quarterback battle that I thought was interesting. And I shouldn't say battle. I should okay. just say quarterbacks at Auburn. Okay. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to put it up. And for audio, I'll read it to you. But CFB Film Room, a must-follow uh, on Twitter, put out a graphic and uh, it said Auburn's quarterbacks were pressured on 61.8% of their dropbacks versus Penn State, the fourth highest pressure rate allowed by an SEC team over the last five seasons. And TJ Finley retweeted that. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw this. I saw this. Ultimate- what are your thought? What are your thoughts on him doing that? Uh, yeah, I don't. It's, I don't think that's a good thing to do. Um, essentially throwing the line and kind of under the bus there with that retweet. But uh, listen, a lot of that when we watched the film came in the second half of the game. Penn State figured out blitz the crap out of these quarterbacks go after them, you know, force them into errors. Uh, we'll, they were willing to give up a big play here or there, which they yeah. did. Certainly they gave up a big uh, uh, pass to Tank where he ran it to the 50-yard line at the end of the half, and they just they went after him. And the bet was these quarterbacks will not consistently 
recognize the blitz or find the open guy and eventually will make a mistake. It was a good gamble by them. I'm not sure, like, again, if, if the quarterbacks improve, Zach, that won't be a good gamble moving forward. So that's something that they're going to look at and film this week. I expect Missouri to try that. What do you have to lose, man? I, I expect them to sell out and make the quarterback prove that he can beat you. Uh, I think every yeah, team is going to um, take that. Hearing John Miller on his show, Locked on Mizzou, just kind of getting a peek behind the curtain, he he thinks Missouri should send five every play. Every and play. it's like, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm totally in agreement there. Yeah, totally the, in agreement. The game plan, to me, what I saw on Saturday was I saw a game plan that lacked, offensively lacked a little flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that they could have done. And at the halftime, Penn State made adjustments, man, Auburn, if they did, it didn't look like it. And whatever like they it. did, it didn't work. Yeah. So ultimately, you've got to have a plan A and a plan B. There are punches and there are counter punches. And part of the plan has to be for the other team to counter punch what you're doing. Once well, they do, th- that, you got to have a chance. Mike, that's part of my concern about Robbie. It, it really doesn't have as much to do with Robbie. Do I think Robbie's as good of a passer? No, but he's a dynamic athlete. There's no taking that away from him. But if Missouri stacks the line – and stops the zone read and st- limits Robbie from a, a rushing standpoint. Is this coaching staff going to be able to adapt and put Robbie in a situation to succeed outside of that? That's my biggest concern. Yeah. Now, listen, my guy on our post game show, uh, immediately after I yeah. told the other guys, I, I had concerns about the game plan more than the players sure you know, me too they were like oh it was a game plan and now after the film review everybody comes over to the mike g side and says okay yeah maybe the game plan wasn't good All right so i think that whether this coaching staff can be f- flexible mm-hmm. in what they're looking at and that's what i'm looking for on saturday um if there was any blessing in disguise for this blowout zach hear me out this is probably one of the Boogiest things I can say. I'm going to book right now. Please do. Booking is preferred here. <laughs> and that uh, the Discord is going to fry me for this. But I would say that if there were any small blessing in getting blown out, it was that you cannot spin it as if we had just executed, it would have been better. Right. This is cause for blowing everything up. Saturday was cause for blowing a lot of stuff up and rethinking your approach to this season. And if there were anything that were going to cause the staff to do that, I think that was it. So uh, I'm there. I'm I'm there with you. And and this was the game for it to happen. Right. Right. Like we we all said going into this that of the first five games, if Auburn were to go four and one, which one do you want to lose? Everybody said Penn State. Penn State. Everybody. Yeah, because but, you know you, you need to win conference games. So we'll see. I mean, the fact that this happened early, and the fact that now you—I don't know—there's just so much, Mike G. Like you mentioned, there's just so much you have to fix that I think it's a bit concerning. It's actually extremely concerning. But if you needed a, a wake-up call, as if San Jose State wasn't the wake-up call, but if for some reason it wasn't because you won. Because you won. Maybe it doesn't right. have the yeah. Maybe it doesn't have the same emotional response because you actually lost. I don't know. Try to give the benefit of the doubt here, but I think uh, that that's the one you wanted it for. So if if you needed to kind of do something where you needed cause, I don't know if you needed to lose this once again for you to do this, but to change out your quarterbacks and change out personnel and, and you know kind of change up your depth chart if you need to. Um, you know, 
I, I guess it's good. It happened after week three, opposed to later in the season. Yeah, I agree 100%. I have always said consistently that this was never the one, the must win game. It doesn't matter if you win by, if you lose by 30 or if you lose by three, right? It's still just one loss on the schedule. Now, where it does matter, how much you do matter, you, you lose by, it does matter is, is that in terms of perception of direction of the program and where we're at, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. But again, if it's going to make you reassess your approach and what you're doing, Right now, you realize that your approach may not be what it needs to be. Now, one of the things that I've been told in the interviews that we've done since the game is, is that um, at center, uh, the center that we have in here, Tate Johnson, we may be feeling the loss of Mick, Nick Brahms on the offensive line in terms Big of call, calling out protections and getting guys in place. Reviewed the film. Um, it looked a lot like what we saw in 2020 with Nick Brahms, where there were whole plays where he would just touch nobody. Yeah, but some of that, though, like, and you tell me if you saw this when you rewatched it. I didn't see it. But usually when you talk about, like, the center not calling protections right, there are dudes coming in unblocked. Mm-hmm. And, like, it happened, but it didn't happen at a higher clip than I think it normally does for a college football team. Like, I, that didn't seem to be the issue for me. Tate Johnson just being pushed around seemed to be the issue for me. Uh, yeah, I think that it did matter because of when it happened, right? They were on critical plays where they needed they were in the red zone and we gave up pressure at critical times so making the correct and again they just sent a guy there was one play uh it's escaping me which play it was right now but we were in the red zone and essentially they were getting after robbie and uh tate he was supposed to pick up the guy and there were there was adequate help to his left to continue to, to for everybody to take a block and to block that play, but a free rusher got through and got to the quarterback without him touching anybody. And that just that's what they've got to when they look at the film, that's the thing that they have to eliminate. That's the thing they have to do better yeah. because you know, Robbie Ashford helps you with that some when the play breaks down, but that's not something you can ask him to do once every three downs if you want to be successful yeah and and there's something i want to get back into the whole you know i I think robbie will be able to do more because of the consistency we'll touch on that Mm -hmm. in just a moment mike g right here on locked on auburn today's show is brought to you by our friends at linkedin linkedin is the best place for you to go And, and i mean the workforce out there if you're trying to hire somebody odds are they already have a job, right? That's what everybody says. So LinkedIn jobs makes that easier than ever. All you have to do is go to LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. You can add your job, then add the purple hashtag fire uh, hiring frame, not firing hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are in fact hiring simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to tell you guys about our friends at Frisky Whiskey. I know a lot of folks listen in Atlanta and the surrounding Atlanta area. If you are coming into campus this weekend, Be sure to stop and check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. 10,000 square feet of happiness, 10,000 square feet of selection, 10,000 square feet of incredible prices on your favorite beer, wine, whiskeys, vodkas, whatever you want. Frisky Whiskey 
has it going on. So you'll see as soon as you kind of get close to the Alabama-Georgia border, you'll see billboards all over the place pointing you in the right direction to see our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Thank you, Frisky Whiskey, for partnering with Locked On Auburn. Mike G, uh, another element of this that I think is funny and going back to you know what TJ Finley retweeted, his most recent like on Twitter at the time of us recording. Have you seen this yet? I don't think that I have. Okay. I am um, it's the popular Auburn Twitter account, uh, AU Nerd. Fantastic follow. <laughs> He's quote tweeting himself, an absolute dime by TJ, the, the throw to Landon King. And AU Nerd says, after this epic play, Auburn immediately subs Robbie in for absolutely no success, then puts TJ back on the field in third and long, like, quote, LOL, save us. And he does with a scramble only to then be pulled again for Robbie. So TJ liked that. And to me, like, I don't think he should publicly like that. I understand where he's coming from, but I was really surprised. <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't realize people can't see his likes, but I was really surprised when I saw that. Yeah, I think that maybe the public likes of things is symbolic of the frustration that That's, yeah. these, these guys feel about how the, the season, you know, he's made some other posts about, you know, again, people just kind of talking recklessly on, on social media. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the players even really looking at stuff on social media right now because uh, Twitter is just full of a bunch of nonsense, Zach. Uh, but ultimately, still a great uh, place. Still I think a great place. The the overall point about the quarterback carousel not being good for either quarterback, I think, is valid. That's completely valid. And, and, and to me, this kind of proves it, right? And I remember just kind of watching that unfold during the game. It's like I'm cool with the rotation. I guess. I guess uh, the 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 theory of it, I'm cool with, but if somebody's going to complete a, a long pass or make a big play, like why would you take them out? And it happened yeah. twice on that same drive. And that's, that's what TJ is liking on a AU nerds tweet there. And yeah. the, the messaging from the quarterbacks has been big brother, little brother type thing. And then you see that and it's like, is that true? Is that true? Or do they both feel like they deserve the job, which they both might. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the guy. Let's be clear. Yeah. You know, I don't care what these guys say publicly. Everybody wants to be the guy. And, you know, just the same way, TJ is frustrated when he gets pulled after he does something good. Robbie probably feels the same frustration. This Saturday, we're going to get to see one of them operate without that frustration. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So this will really tell the tale of where Auburn goes as quarterback. Now, there was an idea before the season started that Auburn's season would go as the quarterback position. Yeah. Right now. That's probably still true, right? Yeah, it is. Now, a lot yeah. of people are going to yell about O-line, but I'll tell you, if you look around college football, there are a lot of O-line deficiencies all over this conference, right? Um, yes, yes. But I, I still think I still think the places that have bad O-line play, Alabama comes to mind. Like, Alabama's offensive line is better than Auburn's, but, like, I don't think it's by a crazy amount. But the quarterback play is so and, much better. Yeah. And, and the way they scheme things like the pass rush has, has to respect other things. Like if they rush real quickly, is Jameer Gibbs going to be behind him with a screen or a quick pass? And it's like we, we haven't really set that up a whole lot. That's so, why I keep going back to game plan, Zach. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. That's why I keep going back to game plan and saying that, hey, the players are taking the brunt of the criticism for an ineffective plan. And this is why. Penn State might have been good because now 
you can't put you can't put dressing on that. You can't put lipstick on that pig and say, "Hey, I hate that expression so much." Cinderella. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just I was struggling there, so bear with me. I knew where you're going. It's right. It's it's right though. Yeah, you're totally right. You can't dress that up as something positive. No, no. You know, a part of me. I know this is a family show. You got your ass whooped. You got it whooped bad. And uh, you just have to re-examine the positions that you're putting the players in and what you're asking them to do based on what they're capable of. You can't keep complaining about, oh, scheme around what they're not good at. Do it. Find a way to win. The idea that we cannot be successful unless our O-line is like A-plus grade, I think is only true if uh, you've got a quarterback who's 100% dependent on, on that. But I still think there are ways to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand quickly. Um, to give them easy throws, and to scheme around the things that you're not good at. Well, we heard, what did we hear from this coaching staff, specifically Coach Harson, all fall, and really dating back to the, to, to the spring, about TJ, was how he's got it between the ears. He understands football, coach's approach, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, cool. And then another thing that we heard when they were praising him was how quickly he's getting rid of the football. The defense talked about that too, how frustrating it was because they can't get to him because he, he's getting rid of the football so much. Where is that? Where are those plays? You know right. what I mean? Like, uh, like that's how you fix. You know, I grew up a Patriots fan. I love watching Tom Brady when he was there. And there were several years where he made his offensive line look really good because he threw the ball in 1.2 seconds. Like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And so uh, we're not really scheming a whole lot of that, Mike G, right. a lot of these right. quick passes. And it's just like, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand the approach of it. So I, I, I'm with you on scheme and game plan. I'm well, totally ha- with you. I have a little bit of a hot take, Zach. And, and I've not been very hot takey on this show, but I will say this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I have a, a little information to suggest that um, they not they may not be running the entirety of the install during the week for whatever reason. It's not getting called during the game. So what I'll be looking for now, this was a complaint that we heard from Schwartz back in the day. I remember you interviewed Anthony Schwartz and he talked about, man, all the routes we practice, like we don't run them during games. And I'm thinking to myself, hearing this again, yeah, you know, from another player essentially saying, hey, there's more in this than what you're seeing on Saturday. Is this the week that you finally open that up and we start to see that? Because what you're talking about, the mm-hmm. reason you heard it is because they are practicing. But for whatever reason, it's not coming to fruition on Saturdays. So is this the week that that comes to fruition? We'll wait and see. But um, I, I don't know if that's a hot take. But like it was it was it was no, eye-opening it's good, to me. it's good info. It's good info. Yeah, and and when opening. you told me that um, before before we started recording, I, 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 I thought immediately of the Anthony Schwartz comment about right. I asked him about Gus's offense or something like that. And now my question is how I wonder how common that is like how common is it when you prep let's say you prep a hundred plays for your game plan how many of them like are you actually running for real okay so across college football i'd like to know i genuinely don't know the answer now the defense what the the looks that you see on defense probably dictate what set of that game plan that you run but this is where this is why i always come back to game plan right is is that there's got to be some, you know, a lot of college teams script the first drive. And then after that script is up, you've got to have a plan because you have to ex- you have to anticipate adjustments by their defense to what you're doing. This is what I felt like was really bad about Auburn's offense. It just felt like 
we're going to do this, and it's either going to work or it isn't. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, when we had to play Georgia again, I had my, my confidence was low we were going to win that game because in my mind, I'm thinking, are we going to go into that game doing the exact same things we did when we beat them the first time, right. thinking that it's going to work because there's a great coach on the other side that just watched that tape, and beating the same team twice in one season is hard for this reason because once you give them a whole game full of tape on – what was effective, you either have to come up with a whole new game plan or you have to you have to out athlete them, just dominate the other team to do the same thing again and it to work if it's yeah. a if it's a well coached and a fundamentally sound team. So my question is just that, Zach. It is, you know, can these coaches make the adjustments that they need to make so that we're not sitting here talking about, you know, make the players the players should look better because of the game plan. The game plan should cover their weaknesses and, and emphasize their strengths, and it should work. There are athletes on this team. I, the, the idea that we're talentless is not something I'll ever subscribe to. Right. I think there's plenty of talent. We just They just need to be put in a good position to make plays. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. All right, what do we expect to happen on Saturday? We'll touch on that in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. At the time of this recording, Auburn is a seven-point favorite, according to Bet Online, over the Missouri Tigers. If you think Auburn will cover that or vice versa, you need to head over to Bet Online and put your money where your mouth is. Uh, I go back and forth on this one, if I'm being 100% honest with you. But look, they've got lines for virtually every college football game, every NFL game, MLB every single night. I think the NBA is starting to ramp up again. So, be sure to check all of this out at Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16 car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Mike G, as oh, far as... Hold on, wait, wait, Zach. Before you go on, uh, for all the Locked On listeners, do not bet on Auburn to cover. Bet online. Don't, don't choose Auburn to cover in this one. Uh, this is not the game I would do it. They've ruined three parlays for me so far this year. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I would. I just at this point, I don't know why anybody would definitely go to bet online and support the people who support Zach, but but don't bet something. Choose another game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I'm betting on any Auburn game. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, I'm done for the year. Because like I was so confident in the Auburn Penn State under, I was so confident in it. Yeah. And then just the defense just kept giving up points. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. the second half was terrible. It was awful. It was rough. It's like, how in the world will we have seen that coming? So, um, cool. What are you expecting on Saturday? We both expect Robbie to go out there first. Um, we expect a little bit different personnel changes and, and things like that on offense, which is great, right? I mean, I, I almost don't care if you try something and it doesn't work. You got to try something to try something. So, I'm cool with, with them doing some changes there. What else are you expecting specifically from Auburn on Saturday? Uh, I expect him to give Robbie some easy throws to get him into the flow of the game. He has not really had that chance at this point. So in the second half, he got a whole half of football. We saw what he can do 
uh, on the only touchdown they scored, it was a quick blitz recognition where he dumped it off to Jarquez. Uh, Jarquez has excellent hands, by the way. Uh, yeah, he caught the ball, made a move, hurdled the guy again. That seems to be his thing versus Penn State is just jumping over people. Sure. Uh, and uh, gets the touchdown. Uh, but we saw the amount of times that Auburn crossed the 50 in that, in that ball game, it would shock you that they only scored 12 points. Insane. Yeah. Right. So what I expect to see is I expect to see a change in philosophy. What Robbie Ashford does is he opens up your run game. He keeps linebackers honest. And at some point, there's going to be a point in the game where he has to complete throws to continue to keep the defense honest. And Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for is I'm looking for the offensive coordinator or the head coach at this point. Like, I don't care who Mickey Mouse is calling plays. I don't care as long as it's giving this kid, uh, not good easy reads uh and when teams start to over pursue because they're trying to get to the quarterback the screen game has to be there as well too to take advantage of that what is your confidence level that auburn wins on saturday um i marked this as this was my you can't lose game before this, the season, you said that? Yeah, before the season, I said sure. it repeatedly, and the guys were just like, they didn't even have it on their list. I was like, no, this is the game you can't lose because this is this year's South Carolina, but they're worse. So sure. if you lose and, and this game. And it's at home. Yeah, so if you lose this game, you've effectively lowered your floor, which is something you can't do in year two. You have to raise your floor. So uh, my confidence level is about 65%. It would be higher mm-hmm. if we if the defense, I felt, was forcing turnovers. But we're three games into the season, man. And we have not forced a turnover. And that concerns me. So uh, giving the the offense a short field and giving them some easy drives, is going to be important for the rest of the season. And the offense, it kind of is what it is. They have to make adjustments, but the defense has to step up. They have to play better. They are better than what they're playing uh, now. Now, ask Harson at Media Days whether we would see more blitzing in less zone. And there's a feeling amongst the team defensively that defensively they're not doing the things that they practice either. So there's something that's happening in game that's causing that change on game day, man. Just turn Eku and Derek loose, man. Let those dogs off the leash, man, and let them go get the quarterback. And, you know, football is, is easy, Zach, man. You know, hit somebody, move somebody, go, run to the football. Right. They've got to do that on Saturday. Right. Mike G, how can people find you, hear you, support you, love you, all that stuff? Nah, man, hit on over to YouTube, search us. Uh, we've got film reviews. We've got interviews. Uh, we're dropping something with Robbie Ashford in the morning. So just watch out for all that content. We're all over the place. Also, visit thewarreport.com. We've got tons of great content there as well. Be sure to support our friends over at The War Report, and happy War Report Wednesday to all of you. Read all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.